Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Choose the rhyme, rhyming chose me, so I hit the track running like a nosebleed. Life ain't great hey, now, but it's much improved. On Brown's podcast, if you don't know that song, uh, that is Bubba Sparks' song called Ugly. And so that was the choice, partially just because I like some of that intro. Some of the times you'll hear me pick songs just because I like kind of how the song goes, a little different, a little something. Um, not so much maybe that I love the song itself overall, but maybe the music, maybe the words, whatever. What tonight, uh, ugly made sense because today's Locked on Browns podcast is all about what if this season turns ugly? That is the question I kind of want to process for us, not because I want it to, not because I expect it to, not because I think it's a great idea, whatever other terms we want to use. I just want to process what happens if this season gets ugly. So again, thank you for stopping by this Locked On Browns podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We have people covering the NFL, NBA, the NFL, each individual team, the NFL draft. I mean, a variety of things. So um, that anything that you are interested in, we probably have a podcast that's going on about five days a week to cover that, including the Cleveland Cavaliers whose game is on right now with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and James Jones is going to jack up a shot. So, can Hugh Jackson, can Sashi Brown, can the current Browns regime last another bad season or another losing season or whatever terms we want to use? And so, uh, the Browns last year were 1-15. That obviously says they have a whole lot of needs. And so, anyone expecting them to go... 1-15 in, in their first season together to a winning record may be unrealistic. The question really becomes is what does kind of the current status of coaches, what does it tell us about how do, do coaches actually kind of make it? And so I'm lumping together Sashi Brown and Hugh Jackson. Um, whether or not they are lumped together for Jimmy Haslam, I don't know, but what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take a look at some current coaches and what their kind of first couple of seasons looked like to give us an idea what that means maybe if this Browns team goes 3 and 13, 4 and 12, maybe even 5 and 11. I think when we start to get to 6 and 10, 7 and 9, I think that's when we start to know there is some direction, right? Five more wins, six more wins. I think everyone will be in pretty much agreement that things are going in the right direction pretty pretty solidly, uh, whether that's the media, whether that's the players, whether that's the owner, whatever it is. The question really is, what if we don't? What if we only have a couple more wins? So just kind of looking through, I think um, for me, it's all about what 
is, not what do I want, right? And so many of us have an idea of what we want to happen. We want Hugh Jackson to have time. We want Sashi Brown to get time at some level. So looking at coaches, we're just going to roll through um, using pro football reference, uh, starting with Bill Belichick because he was the first one that came up. Uh, so it's going to go kind of based on wins. Uh, in his first two seasons with the Cleveland Browns, Bill Belichick went 6-10 and ten and 7-9. and nine. Third season, 7-9. and nine. Uh, Was given a fourth and fifth season uh, before being dismissed after the Browns moved to Baltimore. So starting out, he had 13 wins, two losing, three losing seasons. Um, and then when he went to New England, he had one losing season, 5-11. and 11, and Then went 11-5, and 9-7, and seven, and hasn't had less than double-digit wins since then. So, so far, at least with Bill Belichick, you, you can get a couple seasons. He did with the Browns back in 1991, 92, and 93. Three straight losing seasons before he had a winning one. So Bill Belichick, but then in New England, obviously, he's just been pretty much dominant. Then we go to Jeff Fisher looking at uh, another coach who's been around for a while, a lot of wins. Um, his first partial season with the Houston Oilers, 1-5. and five. And Then he went 7-9, and 8-8, 8-8, 8-8, before they became the Tennessee Titans, had a couple winning records, but uh, again, eight wins, seven wins, eight wins, eight wins. Uh, and then when he went to St. Louis, which obviously is now fired, seven and eight, seven and nine, six and ten, seven and nine, four and nine before he was fired last year from L.A. So while Jeff Fisher has is kind of captain eight and eight, he never really had those terrible seasons uh, that led to him getting fired because he was always kind of close. Andy Reid. Again, we're just kind of going through those with the most wins uh, and, and that are currently uh, head coaches. 99 uh, was 5-11 and 11 with the Eagles and then five straight double win seasons with Kansas City. 11-5 and five in his first year, 9 wins, 11 wins, 12 wins. So Andy Reid had one bad season to start out and then really kind of stack some winning records on top of each other. Tom Coughlin was still kind of in the mix, so we're going to pull him up. Jacksonville Jaguars, 4-12, and 12, and then he went 9-7, and, seven, 11, and 11 wins, 11 wins, 14 wins. And then when he got to New York, he was 6-10, and 10, and then 11-5, 8 wins, 10 wins, 12 wins. Again, no real back-to-back -back seasons of terrible uh, kind of starting out, and so he kind of was able to lay a foundation. John Fox, originally with Carolina, then to Denver, now with Chicago, 7-9, and 11-5, first two years. In Carolina, so again, good records. Denver Broncos, eight wins, then 13, 13, 12. So far in Chicago, six wins and then three wins last year. Pretty clear that John Fox is now on the hot seat. We'll see if he makes it through a full another third season, but obviously he has a lot of wins, um, including being the AFC champions a couple years ago, all of that kind of stuff with Denver and Carolina to kind of fall back on. But so far, he's probably the closest coach to start off with some terrible records. Marvin Lewis with the Cincinnati Bengals, 8-8, eight 8-8, eight, eight eight, 11-5. His first kind of bad season was already in his kind of sixth year, 4-11-1. and and, one. and then two years later, he was 4-12. and 12. So no real horrible seasons on his record, kind of stacked on top of each other. Uh, Mike McCarthy with Green Bay, 8-8, eight 13-3. Eight, had a 6-10 and 10 season, but again, no horrible records. Uh, Norv Turner was still kind of connected into this list for some reason. So we'll look at his three and 13, six and 10, and then nine and seven, eight and seven, six and 10. 
with Washington back in 1994-95. Oakland, only two seasons, 5-11 and 4-12. and and So there's two. And then he was fired. Uh, San Diego, two years later, 11-5, and 8-8. Eight and eight. So uh, we'll keep Norv kind of up as kind of one of our examples. Pete Carroll, his first two years with the Patriots, 10-6, and 9-7. and seven. Uh, First two years with Seattle, seven wins, 11 wins, then 13, 12, 10, and 10. So obviously he made it through with a lot of wins. Mike Tomlin, 10 wins, 12 wins, nine wins. His worst season is eight and eight. So far, we don't really have a lot of coaches who have made it through uh, a number of bad seasons. Uh, Sean Payton with the Saints, 10 and six, seven and nine, eight and eight. His worst season is seven and nine. Uh, Jack Del Rio, with Jacksonville, 5-11, and 9-7, and 12-4, and, uh, and then taking over in Oakland, 7-9, and 12-4. Um, John Harbaugh, Baltimore, 11-5, 9 wins, 12-12, 10. His worst season was 2015 with only five wins. Again, I hope you're hearing something uh, here so we can process this. Gary Kubiak with Houston, 6-8-8-9-6, and he got to 10-12. and 12. 10 wins, 12 wins, and then two wins in 2013. See you later. Uh, so kind of our worst season, really, uh, that we've seen from any of the current head coaches that we have looked at. And then Denver, 12-4, and 9-7, and seven and Super Bowl champs. He's kind of cemented that legacy. Jason Garrett in Dallas, 5-3 and three in his first eight games in 2010, taking over. And then since then, three straight 8-8 eight eight seasons. A 12 and 4 season, a 4 and 12 season, and a 13 and 3 season. So, no, uh, his worst season is four wins um, with a lot of eight win seasons around that and two double digit wins. Jim Caldwell with the Colts, 14 and 2, 10 and 6. Guess what? He hit that 2 and 14 mark. See you later. He was out. Picked up with Detroit a couple years later, 11 and 5, 7 and 9, 9 and 7. Ron Rivera in Carolina. 6-10, and 7-9, then 12-win seasons in his third year. Chuck Pagano, probably an interesting one. 11-5, and 11-5, 11-5, 8-8, 8-8. A lot of wins there. Bruce Arians in Arizona, 10-11. Um, Again, we're almost done, but Bill O'Brien, 9-7, 9-7, 9-7. Mike Zimmer, uh, back in the day with Dallas. Uh, I'm sorry, this is his first head coaching. Skip, uh, skip down a little bit more. But he had seven wins, first year in Minnesota, then 11, then eight. Jay Gruden, four wins, then nine and eight. Dan Quinn with Atlanta, obviously now in the Super Bowl, eight and eight, now 11 and five and in the Super Bowl. And finally, Todd Bowles took over Miami, doesn't matter. Uh, the New York Jets, 10 and six, then five and 11. And he is now on the hot seat. So, Browns fans, I just want to be really clear. When we look at the current head coaches who have been coaching for a few seasons with their team, we actually are only looking at two that, um, and one of them is Norv Turner, who hasn't been a head coach since 2012, but he kind of got pulled up on my list. We're really looking at two that have had any kind of back-to-back seasons of, of significant struggles. Foxes are recent, 6-10, and 3-13. and 13. He's getting a little bit longer of a leash, but is expected to be fired if this team is terrible next year. Uh, Their GM, uh, I forget his first name, but Pace is kind of in control of the team, uh, has kind of a longer leash. Even though John Fox, when you look at his record, NFC champions in 2003, AFC champions in 2013, he's probably only going to get three seasons 
if they struggle. And then Norv Turner had two seasons um, where with the – sorry, I didn't click when I wanted to click it. Um, he had two seasons with the Oakland Raiders, 5-11 and 4-12, and, and, and he was fired. And so what that tells us is that in the NFL, there is zero or very close to zero room for continuous losing seasons. When we look at the current head coaches, when we look at who is currently in charge, they don't make it through. Whether that's right or wrong is a different conversation. Is it they don't make it through because it's a bad organization that keeps making changes, a la what we've seen from the Browns? Possibly. And it's frustrating. On the other hand, do they not make it through? Because in the NFL, there's a belief that if you can't make it in a couple of years, you're probably not going to make it. Norv Turner, after the Oakland job, got a uh, NFL head coaching job two years later and hasn't been a head coach since 2012. Why? Because he doesn't have that track record. He doesn't have John Fox's track record. He's got three 10-win seasons on his um, in his resume where Fox has two, five of them, including an NFC championship, an AFC championship. Um, so that's two Super Bowl appearances, right? He's got all of that, where North Turner hasn't, he doesn't have that. And so what that tells me, Browns fans, is while I want Hugh Jackson, Sashi Brown, and the rest to make it another year, I think it's unfair based on the process they kind of put into place last year. I think it's unfair for the Browns to cut bait on this process after another losing or terrible season. At least based on just my quick run-through pro football reference, I can't find current NFL coaches or very recent NFL coaches who have made it through two terrible seasons and have lasted. It's probably happened that they've made it to through two or three. The problem is, much like John Fox, um, after two really bad seasons, generally they're on the kind of the hot seat in their third. And so whether we like it or not, it'll be very difficult and seemingly very rare that if the Browns have another three, four, five win season, if Hugh Jackson, Sashi Brown, and the rest have returned. And if we can be really, really honest, if that happens, it really doesn't matter who they draft. It doesn't matter if they get the quarterback or Miles Garrett or whatever, because they'll be starting all over again, all over again. And it's really tough to start all over again, all over again, over and over and over again. So it's one reason why when Hugh Jackson talks about winning, why when fans talk about winning, while it may be unfair, while it may not fit kind of their plan for the process, while it's very frustrating to me, I see little proof in the current NFL head coaches kind of list that coaches are going to make it more than two years of really, really poor performances by their team. 
like it or not. This Brown te Browns team was put together to lose last year. They were put together to develop a young core of draft picks, uh, undrafted free agents. You know, the snaps that they took over the last season was amazingly ridiculous. Unfortunately, when we look historically at who is currently head coaches, Browns fans, if it's two, three, four wins, I'm not sure Hugh Jackson survives. I think he deserves to survive. I think the whole regime deserves it because they put a three, three to four year plan in place. But they would be the rare exception to a rule. And that rare exception rarely seems to happen in Cleveland. Then again, the Cavaliers came back from a 3-1 deficit to the 73-win best team ever, Golden State Warriors. The Cleveland Indians took the Chicago Cubs to Game 7 of the Major League Baseball World Series without pretty much most of their starting rotation without their best player, with their catcher kind of hobbled, struggling, and with very little input. So, so far, two out of the three major sports franchises in Cleveland have done something historic, something different, something rare. Hopefully the Cleveland Browns can do that as well. Whether or not they win games or not, Hugh Jackson, Sashi Brown deserve at least another full season to make this happen. What do you think, Browns fans? Do you think they deserve another season? Do you think they'll get another season if they only win two, three, four games? Where do you see the process as it currently stands? And are you surprised that very few coaches have ever survived two very pitiful seasons? Get a hold of me on Twitter. That's at Jared K. Mueller. That's J-A-R-E-D. K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. And again, thank you for stopping by this Locked on Browns podcast. And go Browns.